Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's super califragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Be Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Happy Hump Day, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday today. We hope you're having an awesome week as well. This is Nick, and I am here with Vicky. This is episode 375, and today we're going to be bringing you the latest rumors and news in history. And Vicky, I have a handful of rumors to bring this week. Woohoo. You're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. But before Nick and I kick it off, we would like to encourage you to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney and Nick's going to tell us what blogs are up this week. Yeah, so let me scroll down here over at WaltExpress.com. We have an article up here by Vanda Bean. Ten must-haves for a Thanksgiving celebration. Disney style. Go ahead and check it out. Wonderful picture, by the way. We have the, the holiday fall wreath on the lamppost or looks like uh, maybe on a fence here with the Mickey pumpkin. Looks really neat. We have by, also by Van Bean just released 2019 merchandise for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. And I will say that picture that we put up on the Mouse Bates podcast of the 360 view of Main Street USA. Yes. I go back to that every day. I'm not even kidding. That's hilarious. I go back to it and I hope our listeners do as well. Also by Van Bean, what to expect in Disney World during the month of January. And Brandy Perriman will wrap it up here. Uh, there's a video. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Parade. Go ahead and check them out. WaltExpress.com. I looked at so much stuff this week when you were talking about the Thanksgiving celebration. I swore there was a turkey in that picture. Which one? At the very first article. I swore there was a picture of a roasted turkey or something, but I guess I wasn't because you were like, there's a picture of, and I was waiting for you to It's a Mickey pumpkin. Right. And I even, you know, wrote it, but I'm just like, whatever. I mean, I wrote the details. Sorry. No, it's all good. Band is shouting right now. No, you didn't. I did not write it. No. I just mean... When I was looking at it, I swore there was a turkey, but Nick, so Man. something cool that I found out this week. Sorry, am I cutting you off? No, it's, I was just going to say that, you know, Vanda seems to write a lot with uh, WaltExpress.com. So, and I know we're going to try to have her and Mandy on in the future. So hopefully yep. we can get them on. Did you know that there's a connection between the movie Bohemian Rhapsody and Disney? Did you see that this week? I did not. I want to see it. So you're talking about the singer. Um, Queen. Queen, Yes. There's so, a connection between him and Disney, eh? There is. Can I guess? So, sure. Okay. Throwing it for a loop here, aren't I? You if know what? you can find it, I, hmm. I didn't think What this. kind of connection? Give me some clues. Give me three clues. A person connects them. Okay, a person they know. A purchase. A common person. A purchase. Okay. That's all I got. I bet you there's some memorabilia up at Planet Hollywood. Mm, I didn't no. read any of that. Oh, okay, well, that was going to be my guess. Okay, what's up? So, for the first one... 
they told us that Bob Iger tweeted last week during election day. He said, after I voted, instead of the anxiety of watching the American election returns, I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody and I thought it was excellent. I bought the catalog for Disney more than 20 years ago. So, um, what we need to know is that in 1990, Queen terminated their U.S. contract with Capitol Records and signed with Disney's Hollywood Records, which has remained their current owner and distributor. So that's another connection. Oh, okay. Um, so their entire music catalog in North America. So Disney paid $10 million for the distribution rights in 1990. And in 1991, Queen released their first album under that new record label, Hollywood Records, excuse me, and the album was Innuendo. Unfortunately, the death of... Queen's frontman Freddie Mercury followed soon after on November 24th of 1991. Um, even with all that, they still generated nearly $94 million from 1991 to 1995, which was a great investment for Disney, wouldn't you say? Definitely. At least partially. And so the Don't Stop Me Now segment in the Pixar play parade and the song a 1978 queen hit that can be heard over the incredibles unit saves on royalties hollywood records was founded in 1989 and is a record label under the disney music group other popular artists that they um cover are hillary duff demi lovato selena gomez the jonas brothers and miley cyrus but so that now you know how bohemian rhapsody and disney are connected so i'm going to start us off with some sad news here i'm sorry i just want to get it out of the way and this came as a complete shock but not really at the same time uh stan lee passed away he was in in his upper 90s uh mid 90s i think 95 yeah 95 He lived a good life. He really did. You know that? If you look back on his entire life, he really did live a great life. And, you know, Marvel, owned by Disney, and Stan Lee created a bunch of characters. Um, Spider-Man, the X-Men team, Daredevil, Fantastic Four, Black Panther, you know, that's recently came out, Thor, the Hulk, Iron Man, and the list goes on and on. So I read a little article on him, and he said early on in his career, he felt bad or felt like a failure because all of his friends were going off to college and becoming doctors, surgeons, and lawyers and stuff like that. And here he was drawing comic books. Right. But what a legacy he left. Right. He, he went on to say... After a while, I stopped feeling bad because I realized how much joy he was, you know, really bringing around the world. And he was okay with that. Yeah. You know, that he brought more joy than probably a, a lot of other people. Right, doctor. right. Well, it depends. It depends. Yeah, the doctor of. can bring joy, but sometimes it's not always so. And he was in a lot of his movies later on in his life, you yeah. know? So he would, he would have a cameo, like a three to five second cameo. Yeah, they showed, um, oh, what's his really movie cool. was he cartooned in? They showed a picture of it yesterday oh, he on was car- TV. He was, car- he was actually drawn into a cartoon? Like they had him in a, in a Disney movie and they showed it last night on TV and I cannot for the life of me. I don't know. It, but I'm not sure. But I just wanted to share that with you. It's very sad. He passed away. He led a good life though. So I feel good for him. So last year, Nick, the Los Angeles Times reported that Disney World was planning to launch driverless vehicles to shuttle guests around the resort. Do you remember this? I vaguely remember you showing me a picture. I think so. Yes. So now the plan is... Yeah, what's the status on this? ...is reportedly in limbo because it's a compliment, complicated legal battle. There's two companies that are involved in the creation of this thing. So according to Jalopnik, which I guess that's a website, I do not know. Meridian and Phoenix Wings have reportedly linked a deal in 2016 to bringing the autonomous vehicles to Walt Disney World. But the two companies that are involved are in battle over the intellectual property that would have led to the creation of these vehicles. So they're both claiming that they helped the creation of the vehicle. Hmm. 
I think Disney just finds lawsuits. Don't you think so? <laughs> or maybe it's people do it on purpose and then get some money. But after the deal uh, fell through, Phoenix's team abandoned and the Meridian funded facility where they were working on the vehicles. And just weeks before they had planned to demonstrate them at Walt Disney World. So how weird is that? Meridian. Wow. Yes, that's weird. Abandoned their, their facility. Yeah. And they're supposed to, within weeks, demonstrate their driverless it. vehicles. So Meridian alleged Phoenix stole the property from their facility. And when they left, um, the, the legal bagel has gone on ever since because they said they came in and took something that was theirs. They didn't actually create it. The Phoenix people did not actually create it. The Meridian people did. So anyways. How do you steal vehicles <laughs> without anyone knowing? How does that happen? I'm sure this place has got security over it like crazy. I have no idea. So it says that several counts in Meridian's complaint against the Phoenix Wings were dismissed by the the district judge Vernon Broderick, and both sides were asked to provide additional arguments. So uh, there's not a final decision at this time. Did you check out, and I know our listeners probably did, the first teaser trailer to Toy Story 4? I didn't. I posted it up on our Facebook page. I know you did, and I need to watch it, but I was falling asleep with it. I actually posted something. You proud of me, Vic? I I was proud of you. Thank you. I think I liked it. I just wanted to pat on the back. Okay. You know, I'm me. I'm not a Facebook guru. Yes, I know. Instagram, dude. In all, in all honesty, though, in fairness, it did just push over. I really didn't go to the website and post it oh, on I Facebook. I thought you did. Because anyway. sometimes it says posted from did Nick's it not say Instagram. It this time? I don't think so. I think it said posted by Nick Iman. Awesome. So have, you haven't watched it? I didn't get to. So while I read this, why don't you go ahead and watch? Do you have the trailer up? You don't. I can okay. get to it, but I so need basically you have all the characters that are holding hands to a kumbaya song. Oh, I saw that on uh, Entertainment Tonight. Right, and then you have this this uh, spork that ruins everything. Right, and, okay. And Buzz and Woody are shocked to see him, and they all collide. And even at the end, you can hear Woody saying, "You know, catch the spork" or something to that nature. Right. The teaser trailer is awesome. I cannot wait for Toy Story 4. I think it's going to be great. Who doesn't love Toy Story 4? I really hope, and you saw me with the caption, I said, I hope that, you know, will Lotso make a return? I hope he makes a cameo, but not just a, maybe not just a cameo, but an actual solidified part in the movie. Well, I saw that, but I didn't know it was you that posted it. And I'm like, is he right? Are they really going to bring back Lotso? And then I saw that you were the one that posted it. And I'm like, ah, Nick, I thought somebody else was agreeing with you. Well, you know, he's like one of my faves. No, like, I know. Lotso is one of my faves. I know. I absolutely love Lotso. This spork, though, let's talk about this spork real quick. People are comparing him to the new Jar Jar Beings from the Star Wars prequels. Oh, really? So Jar Jar was the most annoying character. Like, oh, wow. Everyone hates him. Okay. That's funny. People are well, comparing I mean, funny, but. this to the spork, saying, is this going to be another Jar Jar Bings for this movie? Which I think is completely, it was just funny. That is funny. Now what it says here, so this is the premise of the story. And it's only, so this was only a teaser, but something has come out uh, with it, a narrative. So Woody, it's, it goes on to say Woody's always been a confident, he's been confident about his place in the world. And that his priority is taking care of, of, of this new kid, right? right? Remember, whether that's Andy or Bonnie. But when Bonnie adds a reluctant new toy called Forky. Okay, this is the spork called Forky. Okay. Who knows where she made this, right? Maybe she made it at Sunnyside. Who knows? I And I have some questions about this fork and or spork, and we'll get there. She, she, she calls this toy Forky, and she adds it to her room. And then, let's see here. I but just so lost my spot. Name, I'm making sure I got this. His real name is Spork, but she names him Forky. Yes. No, no, no. So it's a spork. 
Oh, it just it is actually a is a spork, and he, oh, okay. names for- <laughs> he names it Forky. But there's a road trip adventure that comes on alongside with the old and new friends that will show Woody how big the world can be for a toy. So I guess it's just going to get even worse with the shenanigans. They're going to leave him under the tree like Who knows? This, this spork, though, called Forky, does this mean that in the Toy Story universe... And this is when we need to get your son on. Utensils talk. Can you just create a toy and it comes to life? And that led me down that path. How do toys come to life Ooh, in the to Toy Story universe? Out. He probably already talked about it. Like what naturally falls in them that makes them come to life? Or is it the spirit of creating a toy in general? From the kid's imagination? Makes a toy. Well, even adult, and you know, these toys are created in an assembly line, like right. Buzz, who has an awesome, what, uh... Wingspan? Oh, what do you say? Wings. <laughs> Nicely put, Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't he have like a Spanish version? You know, like oh yes, version? yeah. So okay. like when he's cre- when they're created, is it the creation process enables him to come to life? In this case, that would you know that would prove to be true with this fork or the spore called Forky. Right. Is it the spirit of creating the toy that? puts the spirit makes it come alive in this toi so we'll I, don't fi- I don't know we probably will not find out but I found it very interesting that even something that can be created by a spork play-doh googly eyes pipe cleaners and popsicle sticks you know what this I thing foresee? comes to life you know what I foresee from this what's you, that you people oh. we're gonna have a lot of forkies here at school oh of course people are gonna make these and Disney's gonna make a lot of money off of them and I already thought I'm gonna be their first customer because I'm gonna buy one right from the Disney Parks oh, but app. you know what it would be really cute if they'd stuff him and make a stuff, you know, like a lotso or something, but make him a stuffed sport with, um, smells give him like eyes and stuff. Smells like spaghetti. Smells like what? Yeah. <laughs> smells like, yeah, SpaghettiOs, a kid's meal or something like that. Ew. Smells like chicken nuggets. Anyway, new teaser came out. Go ahead and check it. Go to YouTube. You can find it. Just type in Toy Story 4 trailer. Pops right up. I've watched it like 10 times. That's funny. So. And, and the animation keeps getting better. Of course. The animation is amazing, by the way. I've. Here's the dork in me. I'm sorry. I know I cut you off. I would freeze it and zoom up to look inside like the mouth of Woody. Even Brad. Right? <laughs> they have it down to his teeth. Single teeth. I mean, it's not just a line of teeth with or oh, a no, row. Oh, no. It's, been, it's like, been lines of teeth, though. But, but I mean, like, it's not I just mean, a row with lines on it. I mean, it's individual teeth inside. It gets crazy. <laughs> uh, I became aware of the technolo- technological perspective of movies for a long time ago from you two from brad and you but when they did piper and that sand oh my gosh yes looked like little grains water of, yeah that's when i knew disney was on to something pixar all right or excuse me pixar but they are owned by disney pixar so frequent guests of walt disney world who may be used to going to disney's hollywood studios one of two ways are going to likely have to pay closer attention on their next visit, which you've talked about, Nick. That We've talked about this. Yep. What they got going on now? What's, totally the, what's the update? So, um, because of the new parking entrance, it opened mm, Sunday with previous routes no longer being able to open to guests. Here's what the new entrance is going to look like. The previous Buena Vista entrance is now for buses only while the, um, excuse me, the worldwide drive entry is being utilized exclusively for cast members. After you pass the new plaza, it's very much like Disney's Animal Kingdom where you're sent to one side of the tram route and the other when driving in. While we're on the subject of transportation, let's work, or excuse me, work continues on the Disney Skyliner station at Disney's Hollywood Studios and other future station locations around the resort. So still no word on exactly when this new way around Walt Disney World will open, but you are going to be sure, or that we will be sure to let you know when we find out, but we don't know that yet. Okay, we'll find out. We'll, we'll let them know. But yeah, that is, why would they, okay, I know. They're expanding. It's They got Star Wars land, they got, they have the new resort, they have 
Toy Story Land. They have they got so all much that going, going on. on. And there's a rumor that I'll bring up in our next episode. Well, no, I guess I'll bring it up this episode. There's a rumor, though, that something else is going to be going into Hollywood Studios. And I tell you what, if this is true, it's really going to solidify this park to be a two-day park. I'm waiting. Oh, no, I'll let you know later. Oh, that is just mean. Muhahaha. This next one, Vicky, I had to go to the internet because I have uh, one of these uh, words I had a hard time saying. How do you pronounce this specific word? And you'll you know, say it you'll know exactly. Yes, it's kind of, kind of, kind of think of something inappropriate, but we'll get there. Whoever thought of this next uh, idea, though, is a genius, and it had to be an Imagineer. I mean, this is awesome. Casey's Corner is going to be releasing the 12 Days of Christmas Dogs. Oh, that's awesome! Awesome. December 14th. Obviously, you know, we can find Casey's Corner, Main Street, USA. Right. They are advertising the 12 Days of Christmas Dogs that starts on the 14th, ends on the 25th. Now, the challenge that I have for our listeners... Is to eat all of them? Yeah, so Jim, you need to go to Casey's Corner every day, (laughs) take a picture, tweet it out to us, because you know someone's going to do it, and someone's going to be famous. Like, you know someone's going to eat there every single day and have a dog. Well, a cast member could. And tweet it, and then go from there, right? And they'll be all over the news. Here we go. December 14th, Pineapple Teriyaki Dog. Yum. Okay. Uh, December 15th, Buffalo Chicken Dog. The 16th, Greek Dog. The 17th, Cuban dog, and I'm not going to go into what's on it and stuff. 18, Aztec dog. Mexican. Right, that doesn't sound right. 19, Philly cheese cheesesteak dog. That's a lot of meat. You know what I like? That's what you she said. All right. December 20th, Casey's classic dog. 21st, cheesy dog. 22nd, jalapeno popper dog. My wife would like that one. 23rd, loaded mashed potato dog. Uh-uh. 24th, here we go. I've heard the, you know, people in Canada, the in Quebec pronounce this word Putin. Okay. Or Putin. Putin. I've also heard it Putin. Okay. Whatever that is, it's topped with fries, Putin gravy, or Putin gravy. Heard it pronounced both ways, according to the internet. <laughs> Cheese curds. That sounds great. All right. Now let's see here. The 25th, we have. Something with red and green. Uh, no, actually. This is going to be the two foot long two hot dog. Two foot hot dog. Two foot long hot dog. That's for a family and of four. I think Jim should tweet a picture of him and his wife eating the hot dog in front of Tony's Town Square. We'll be there on Christmas Day. <laughs> there, you need to meet up with them and have I'll, them do I'll this buy you it and for Brad. Anthony. You and Brad. This is going to be topped with your choice of two toppings. The classic Casey's Classic, chili cheese, or mac and cheese. Dude, this thing is long. It's longer than my arm. Well, no pun intended. Well, our desks are two foot. Are they? Think, yeah. Okay, yeah. So this hot dog is going to be as long as this desk. Anthony could eat it, I think. We should challenge him. I think he could. I think you should. You take <laughs> pictures and then go ride Seven Dwarfs right afterwards. No, we're not doing Web Seven Dwarfs. We couldn't get a, a time for all of us until Christmas night, like later in the night. Uh, but you got to have that picture taken. Oh, no. We're going to have the picture taken. No worries there. I cannot wait. And for our listeners who don't know, Anthony... It's one of our friends that he hates roller coasters, and when he did get on it, well, he can do it. He just doesn't prefer that one, right? Well, so he didn't like it the first time, so the picture that we keep showing everybody is... is the first time? Is, oh, it looks like he's constipated, or he's about to take a major dump. It is awesome. Because he... Um, I should probably throw that back up there, but don't tell Anthony. He's Love you, dude. Facebook. Love you, Anthony. So, um, I know, but um, he said if I could lose that picture, he'd pay me money. So, he did look constipated. And the whole time, because he thought he didn't have to ride any roller coasters because he heard Brad doesn't ride roller coasters relatively. And then Brad said, oh, I'm riding it. And he's like, dude, you're throwing me under the bus. I'm going to have to ride this. So Sophia and 
Emma were not letting him out of it. And that's what happened. Then he got on there and we kept saying, it's not that bad. It'll be fine. It's not going to be that bad. And the whole time he was screaming at Brad, Brad, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. When I get off this ride, I'm going to kill you. But then Sophia wanted to do it again because she loved it so much. And I wish I would have videoed that because that's what I want the listeners to see when a, at the time, yeah. I think she was five or six and she said, oh yeah, I rode it. I did it. My first roller coaster. She was just like doing a little dance like Colin would do. Right. And, um, and so she's like, let's go again, dad. Well, you're not going to tell your kid that that excited that you're not going to do it again. And once he wore, by the time he wrote it the third time on our second day there, he actually liked it. He admitted it. But he forgot how fun it is now. So that he's starting to get that anticipation again. And he goes, I'll be waiting at the gate for you guys when you get off the ride and stuff like that. He's going to take the chicken elevator. (laughs) Hey, now. I'm just kidding. All right, what do you got? A woman was reportedly arrested on Tuesday, and I thought you would have this one because you're all about the arrests. She was arrested last Tuesday night. The authorities said she dragged a child wearing a harness, causing them to hit their head on the bathroom floor at Epcot, according to WKMG reports. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Repeat. What happened? This this girl's tethered Well, you guys were making fun of this. Yeah, we were talking about this being tethered. This this child was tethered. She had a child harness on her child, and when she dragged the kid, hit their head on the bathroom floor in Epcot's bathroom. And this was reported by WKMG, the television. So the mom can't pick up the child. You have to drag I'm not it. Finished. You have to listen to the okay, story. I'm listening. So 911 was called, and they said that the woman was yelling at her crying child and pulling them by a harness. This reportedly led the child that hit her head on, or excuse me. This reportedly led the child that hit their head on the bathroom floor uh, to authorities questioning them. This doesn't make sense. I did not write this article, by the way, people. So during their confrontation, Villar, that's her name, apparently refused to give her name. And Gotta she love said, that name. She said she just wanted to leave the park. So at, aff- at dragging her child's expense of dragging her child out of the park, literally. So an affidavit that states that Villar moved the stroller in an aggressive manner, which caused at least one of her children to fall out of the stroller, so she must have had more than one in the oh, stroller. Oh, so one fell and one was being dragged. Filler was later escorted to a patrol vehicle where she, she reported where she reportedly began banging her head on the hood and left a dent on the police car. She was arrested on charges of child abuse and criminal mischief. Oh my gosh, and she was hitting herself? Yeah, she banged her head on the police so this, car. Th- this woman's not going to have any respect for her children. She has none for herself, obviously. I wish I'd had a picture pulled up for you. Honestly, Nick, she looked like she was on something. Okay, let's check her out. What's her name? Her uh, Sarah Villar. She's 34 years old. With an H or an A? Uh, Sarah, no H. No H. Let me go back. Oh, so she spells it new school. All right. The interesting thing that I wanted to bring up about the harness. Villari or Villar? V-I-L-L-A-R. Okay, got it. You're finding it? Disney, yeah. She looked like she was on something. Hope they pull up a picture. Maybe she did Drinking Around the World and she was out of it. Oh my gosh. Well, let's, uh, pupils are not dilated but she doesn't look like she feels good whatever's going on well i wouldn't look good if i just had banged my head on police banged car. my car banged my head well the, the the redness must have gone away by the time this picture was taken when she was arrested and they took her mugshot but if i just got charged for you know hurting my children and banging my head i wouldn't look good either this is crazy She's 34 years old. This happened y- yesterday. No, last week. Oh, last week. Oh, so Tuesday last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We just now heard about it? Well, it wasn't even out until last Thursday, I guess. I pulled it from old news from last Thursday, which was after our show had aired. Wow. One of her other kids, yeah, you're right, fell to the ground. She banged her head, left a dent. This is crazy. Okay, this so is- I want to talk about the harness, though. This is in the New York Post right here. Is that where you got it? No. 
Okay. I got it from a Disney. Yeah, so the harness. We were just talking about the harness with Kimberly. With Kimberly, yes. So the reason we wanted to talk about it is... And we were making fun of them. I know you were. And, and then how... you said it was okay. Oh, I did? You said it was okay that my mom and dad did it because I was around water. But this weekend, we were talking about it because people were making fun of it where I was in Georgia. And don't say... For it. a family reunion. For my Listeners. college reunion. Family. You're all cousins down there, right? <laughs> I consider them my family, but they're not legally my blood relatives. But anyways, my point here is this. People put their dogs on leashes to keep them safe so that they don't get hit. But you think it's wrong to put your child on a harness and keep them safe from being run over by a stray EVC or another stroller Who, me? or running away and getting stolen. A, yeah, but here's here's a dog will walk. A dog will I'm sorry. I think a dog has more awareness, situational awareness. Animals just just do. Because they're thinking already, my life's in danger. My life's in danger. The entire time, right? Because everything... But you're saying it's okay to have them on a leash that you care about, but it's not okay to have your child on a leash. I think it's it's more of an endangerment if you have your child on a leash. Why? That thing can get wrapped up between people walking, Then your leash is too long. You know? Oh, but you've seen them. You've seen them at Disney World stretched out. I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, I haven't seen them So that's what I'm talking about. Like having them attached or tethered to a cord and it's like six feet. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going to have people walking. You could trip other people. You could have people trip and then knock your girl down or your son down. It's different when you have a dog because a dog is always thinking constantly, who's coming at me? Where should I go? No, seriously. No, I know. The kid is going to be overstimulated by everything around them and looking at everything and not paying attention. No, I'm saying. And and even furthermore, a dog is going to follow you when you yank. A kid might not. And in this case, did not. So, but, but the adult's going to assume so. So the adult's not going to have a care in the world because they're like, oh, my kid's tethered, right? So, in my defense, we had those tethered things for the quads because when Kaylee and I would take them somewhere, four little people and two people is not... I mean, when you have toddler... Imagine when Kylan was a toddler. I remember him as a toddler. I remember him now, but I mean... He was everywhere. Correct. Almost ran... I mean, he ran in front of... So, imagine that times four. So, we had these... Somebody bought them for them when they were born. They were little monkey backpacks, but they only had a tail... It might have been 12 inches, maybe. It was just so that you had a rain on them so that, like, if you wanted to yeah, take Yeah, but if them. you have four and they constantly are all over the place. Right. I think the smart move there is to wait until they're a little older to go to Disney. No, we weren't going to Disney. No, I'm just saying we, in general. I'm just saying. I'm relating this back to the article. Right. That's all. Well, at, the, at that moment in time when they were born 13 years ago, there is one now. There was not a cart at a store that held four babies at one time. We had a four-person stroller was donated to my brother Those and sister. Those things would be as big as ECVs, man. Well, they had to buy a van to put it in. I mean, it was just... Oh, insane. I know. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, I don't know. That's what I was thinking of. People are going to protect their dogs, but that's a protection of their kids. But I didn't know you were talking about six feet long, because the ones i seen... That's the only... That, those are the only kind I have seen were the ones where they have the long cords that... I've seen the some that stretch... You know, like like an old phone cord, and I've seen the kind that I'm are just a those. lanyard, right? Like or a leash. I've seen them all, or a bungee. I've even seen a bungee, which is even worse because that kid can go flying backwards, right? What happened to the good old days where you just held your kid's hand or picked them up? I mean, when I went a few years ago, when Colin was how old was he? Three something, four. Where four. was he? Uh, the entire on time on your shoulders, on my shoulders, and I held him. Now I know 
the cast members don't really like that. A, it blocks the view of people when you're trying to watch shows and stuff like that. But here's my thing. I will go off to the side near okay. a building. One time I didn't. I went to the middle of Town Square to watch fireworks because that's where I wanted to see it. And we stood there for a long time. Everybody does that. And I'm sorry, it? though, if you go around. But for the most part, 99% of the time, I'm very con- considerate. And I go off to the side, stand by a door or, or a building. Right. So no one else is behind us. I held Colin on my shoulders the entire time. And like I said, I know the cast members don't like it because they could fall right. or obstruct. But he never fell. He held on and put his arms on my head the entire time. He was perfectly content. I had him on my back. You knew where he was. God bless. My back didn't hurt. I know. <laughs> but it was the entire trip. No, that, I know. I remember he, all the pictures. That's where Because I was at. like, you're going to have back issues. I think just 20 years in the military. Well, at that point, it was, I don't know, 17 years right. in the military. I, I was used to it. Right. You know, just carrying stuff all the time on my back. But just pick up your child or pay the money to get a stroller. Why, True. Why tether them, you know? Because people don't want to put them in the stroller. I didn't want, to pay, give them the I didn't want to pay the money for the stroller. Right. So and I'm like, kid, you're too old for a stroller. You're not getting in a stroller. Right. So I picked him up, put him on my shoulders. We're rolling. Now, that was only when he'd had enough time, enough walking. Like, Because even at four, I mean, you can only walk so much. And I pushed him. Like, right. I'm a parent that... Let's go. Yeah, Let's I know. Go. Those were your 17-hour days. Let's go. But then I also knew when he couldn't take it anymore and he's truly tired. He's like, Dad, I, I just can't throw him on your shoulders. The rest of the day is on my shoulders until he wants to get down. So just do it. And that's why you sleep good. All right, Victor, this is what I got for you. I think a couple weeks ago, I went ahead and went over the, the quarterly injury report that I love to talk about. And you also know every quarter. Did you add to it? No, but you oh. know every quarter. We also have the overall budget report. Yeah, the earnings report that I love to bring up every single quarter. And one statistic still went down and still surprises me, okay? And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I get there. So for the so for FY18, which ended on the 30th of September, revenues were actually up 8%, Vicky. Okay, well, that's no surprise. Revenues consistently go up. The problem lies where... They don't go up to according to Disney's expectations. All right. Gotcha. For their goals. Let's see here. Uh, operating income grew 6%. And let's see here. Even earnings per share increased a total of 47% over fiscal year. It's from 17 to 18. So there's, it just keeps going up and up. Media networks. They saw a 9% growth in revenues and a 4% growth in operating income for the fourth quarter. Let's see here. They actually had, so they had a 4% growth, which last year they had a 4% loss. So they, you know, balanced that one out. Parks and resorts, they had 9% growth in revenues and 11% growth in operating income for fourth quarter. They had a 10% growth in revenues and an 18% growth in operating income for the fiscal year. Studio entertainment, 50% growth in revenues and 173 growth in operating income for the fourth quarter. Wow. 19% growth in revenues and 27% growth in operating income for the fiscal year. Finally, consumer products. Here we go. Consumer products, interactive media. This is where, because these are like tangible items. These are things that you can buy and you know, like, this is what surprised me last quarter and is continually it's surprising me now. 8% loss. In consumable products? Yes, in revenues and 10% loss in operating income for the fourth quarter. What do they include in the consumables? 4% loss in revenues and 6% loss in operation income for the fiscal. All right, so consumer products. Let's go ahead and go there. Let's see here. I'm trying to... It talks about the lackluster sales for Star Wars and Cars merchandise were particularly offset by sales of Spider-Man products. Interactive media continues to struggle with lower income, partially offset by lower administrative costs. That's just the rationale they give. Now, I will say, the lackluster of Star Wars and Cars merchandise, yes, 
You've been in the park time and time again. I've been in the park time and time again the past year. They were overpushing those. The Star Wars merchandise, a good chunk of it, honestly, is junk. I know a lot of stuff's just junk, okay? But it's Star Wars. Now, I know they want to make the most money off anything. Right. And they'll put anything out there to make money. But in my opinion, when I walk around, especially that store that lets you out, Star Tours, that lets you out in the gift shop. Oh, right. There's a lot of junk in that store. There's a lot of great stuff in that store, too. Right. Oh, a ton of great stuff that I wish I had. But there's also some junk in there that costs a lot of money. And in my opinion, I walk right by it thinking, I'm not going to waste that money on that piece of junk when I can buy something really cool over in this other store that... Right. The... So my value, how I perceive that value, you get more bang for your buck than something else, which I get, whatever. But there's a lot of junk to be had. I think the Cars merchandise, too, there's a lot of junk as well. Well, so here's my thing with that. Because for a while they were putting those Star Wars movies out so fast, and some of the stuff is so similar, unless it's like a new character. That's a great point. Unless there's like a new character like BB-8. Well, there there are. No, 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 but I mean, so focus on the new characters that you're adding, because that's what, when I, that's what I remember when I was a kid, and a new Star Wars movie would come out, and they didn't come out as quick, of course, because, you know, we didn't have the technology technology that they do, but that's what they focused on. Like, when they brought in Yoda, I remember all this Yoda stuff. So just focus on one of the main characters, and then you're not going down in your pricing because you overbought toys that kids didn't want, and make sure it's something... I don't know, do a, a 10 test groups or something. If you did two test groups, do four and have different kinds of kids come in there and tell you what they like and they don't like. There's just a whole bunch of different types of play sets in the, you know, in the Star Tours right. gift shop. And a lot of it's just plastic junk. That's going to break. Right. You know, and I agree with you, though. Great point what you just brought up. There are many, there, there have been a ton that have come out in a short period of time. And so they can only, I mean, they can only keep up. But... Who wants to pay $40, $50 for a little tiny plastic speeder? Every know? time a new movie comes out. I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. And I'm not saying that's the price of it. I'm looking at other prices online right now, and I'm trying to look up the uh, Disney Park Parks app, trying to get an actual accurate price. I can't. They're not showing them, but other areas you can see there's... So here we go, Star Wars, Star Tours. Let's see here if we have any... Yeah, it's showing all the different... Any, oh, yeah, here's another thing. They'll even have Disney characters, Star Wars sets. So like Mickey, Goofy. Oh, yeah. Things like that, right? Which are kind of unique, but at the same time... Don't make a... I don't know if... Don't I don't know how much they make, but I mean, here you'll see they're... Okay, there are one, two, three. I'm looking at a screenshot of... Star Tours gift shop right here. There are 10 different version of versions of Kylo Ren toys, action figures. Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe one. Maybe you have too many versions, you know? So I, I don't know. Bottom line, Nick, we're not going to be able to solve Disney's financial issues <laughs> during this podcast, but we did give them a few suggestions that maybe they want to look into so that um, that we can help them out in next uh, quarter that you can say, woohoo, they went up in their sales. I mean, we're also looking at like the racers. I'm seeing two different versions of the same racer, a more pricier one and a cheaper one, but the difference in the size, minuscule, you know, um, all the other different types of cars. They just need to hire action us. Figures. <laughs> I'm looking at Four different versions of, oh my gosh, what's his name off of, uh, it's not R2-D2 and it's not BB-8. CP-3? Chopper. Chopper. I'm looking at four different versions of Chopper right now. Uh, I don't know. And I even think like the Droid Factory. So you, you know the Droid Factory in itself. You can go around and create your own little tiny droid. Oh, right. 
that costs a lot of money to create this little tiny figurine that's no bigger than the palm of your hand. You know, the, and even the, the sabers was cool. Like when you could create your own saber. Right. And Colin has created one. I've created one through the years. Aaron pri- created one. They're, no. They're <laughs> pricey. But that's cool because it was something, it, it was larger. You know, you you really, you put it the was crystal, a light. You put the crystal. It could lead your way. Well, you would put the kyber crystal actually inside. Oh, okay. The, you know, your hilt is what they call it, you know, the lightsaber before you activate it. No, I didn't know, but thank you for out. telling me. Okay, anyway, you could choose the different types of sounds depending upon what type of kyber crystals you put in there. That was really cool. When they switched over and went to the the droid factory, and like I said, the droid's about the size of your hand. Like I said, in my opinion, I think they're putting out junk. So think that over. All right. So we are approaching the holidays, Nick, and I know a lot of people don't want to say that we're going to talk about Christmas until after next no, week. No, we can talk about it. I tried putting up lights in a Christmas tree this past weekend. My wife would not let me. Are you kidding me? I'm like, me? I am on Disney's time. Yeah, they put it up. I put it up. Let's go. You're not going to have this motivation out of me in the next three days, Aaron. I told her that. Guess what happened this week? What? Well, it's snow. Oh, yeah, I Guess know. Guess what's happening this weekend, you say? It's snow. So, so do you think I'm going to want to go out there and put up those lights? No. Do you think I'm going to go uh, yeah, do all that stuff outside? Mm-mm, not a chance. So you should have said yes last weekend. Yes. She will be sad about that. There we go. So anyway, with the holidays approaching, we know that our favorite nanny, Mary Poppins Returns, is going to come to the theaters. We've talked about it before. Um, so just before Christmas, uh, they wanted to remind the fans that it's going to come out on December 19th. And apparently even the cast is feeling like they have a beautiful gift to give to people. Entertainment Weekly recently spoke to the stars of the film and the director of Rob Marshall. And their delightful interview is going to be on our, excuse me, in Entertainment Weekly this Friday. So this Friday, you can go and pick up the Entertainment Weekly, and it's got an interview with the cast members. So why can't I remember her name? Blunt. Something I don't know. Blunt is Emily Blunt is playing Mary Poppins, and the guy that wrote Hamilton. It's all out of my head. I should have put that in my notes. But anyway, so if you are interested in that, like we are, check it out in Entertainment Weekly, or go to your local library and borrow it. So I'm going to throw in a rumor here, and I want to... Say again, rumor. This is not Are you going to tell me the rumor from before? Yeah, we'll go ahead and go there. So here's the rumor, and I can almost say with certainty that the idea of this is not a rumor, but yet fact. But as to where the placement of this rumor may happen, still rumor. I know I'm confusing you. Okay. Here we go. Earlier I told you about an Indiana Jones attraction or land that was going, rumor was, to replace Dino Land out in the Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, so there is a rumor in scourling the internet. You can see there is a rumor that Disney may be possibly thinking about gutting out Dinoland and putting in an Indiana Jones attraction, okay? But there's also rumor that over in Disney Hollywood Studios that they're going to add another land to Disney Hollywood Studios called Indiana Jones Land, all right, where they're going to have rides consisting of, you know, the life of Indiana Jones. You're giving me that look like, are you serious? Because I don't think it's that big. I think, well, they're doing a lot of expansion over there, right? No, 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 I get that, but I don't think Indiana Jones has the popularity that it did in the 80s and the beginning of the 90s. Oh, they're coming out with another movie. Another one's coming out. I know, but what if they spend a lot of money and then dun, dun, dun. What's that? Like it bombs. You think? I just, with all the technological stuff that can show action, I just don't think Indiana Jones can hold up to it. Okay. In my opinion. I just, it's my opinion, but. I love the idea of it. I think it would be great. If anyone's ever been out at Disneyland, that ride is simply amazing. It's one of my favorite rides. It's better than Dinosaur, hands down, hundredfold. It's the same concept, but much smoother, 
more interactive and a way better story. So like you're on a tour, are you on a tour like you were on the movie ride? You're with Indy and you're trying to escape and you're going through the movies. It is really cool. The so it's kind of like, it's still an adventure like Real with the dinosaur. Real ice will fall, like it's going to fall on your Jeep and you just miss it, you know, by peeling off to the side. But it's real ice that is created for every single rider. <laughs> like, it's nuts! And it falls, and it shatters, and you can feel the coldness, the coolness, and you can feel it hit you. It's real ice. That's in your Jeep. It's just, it's really cool. So anyway, I wanted to go ahead and report that. Now, this is just rumor, but there are rumors that Disney is possibly thinking about an Indiana Jones ride or land either at Dino Land or over at Disney Hollywood Studios. So are you going to, uh, is that the rumor you had from before that you were holding on to me? Or you have another one? Oh, no, that's the rumor. I mean, I could pull up some more rumors. I'd oh, no, say if you want me to bring you're up good. some more rumors. So, Oh, you're like, enough with you. No, that's not what I meant. I thought you had it right there, something else that you were going to tell me. Well, that was the that was it, right? That's what we're going to bring up, make it solidified as a two-day park. Oh, that's how you're saying it would make Yeah, it I really do think, you know, if you have those three different lands, Toy Story Land, Star Wars Land, and Indiana Jones Land, oh my gosh, how amazing yeah, don't is get rid that? of Dino Land. I, there's, Dude, Dino Land's old. I know it's old, Outdated. but people love it. There, the lines there are ridiculous. That's not something that's died down. I mean, just like, you. but that's Disney. They want to go out when it's when it still has popularity because even though you hated the great movie ride it was always packed and so and they not that for down. the ride but for the air conditioning <laughs> true it's true <laughs> so this week a school teacher and disney super fan this week is what i said so this week a school teacher oh okay and a disney uh, and a disney super fan she's got two titles school teacher disney super fan maybe they're talking about us just kidding um received a surprise of a lifetime when mickey mouse and the ABC meteorologist Ginger Z showed up at her school. Her name is Patrice Jenkins. She's a lifelong Disney fan, and she excuse me, she will join Z for an incredible trip around the globe to visit all of the Disneyland resort or all of the Disney resorts. Did you even know this was a thing? Because I would have been put in for this. No. So it must have been through um, like Good Morning America or something. Anyway, okay. they chose a Disney fan to go on a trip around the world with Ginger Z to all six Disney parks. That's awesome. I know. Why were we not informed about this? <laughs> I don't know. I think that here's the problem with that because it's Good Morning America. So where are we during Good Morning America, Nick? Teaching well, America's teaching. future. And How come so, she's not teaching? That's what I want to know. Does she have her Good Morning America on in her classroom or whatever? So anyway, Mickey and Ginger Z from Good Morning America showed up in her classroom. Can you imagine your kids? You would never get them back that day. But I'd be okay with it. (laughs) We just celebrate all day. And she found out that she was going to visit all six Disney parks to celebrate Mickey's 90th birthday party with everybody in the different countries. Amazing. Here's the interesting thing. On a teacher salary. How did they know that she had a passport? Oh, I'm sure... Dude, I'm telling you, dude. I'm sure this was something you go in, you sign up for, you go ahead and And you told them if you have a passport? Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. So anyway, she started this amazing adventure two days ago on November the 12th, and she will end it this Friday. If you missed the first two days on Good Morning America, obviously we did because we're just now telling you. Check out YouTube or go to ABC.com. Wait a minute. She just started this on the 12th? Yeah. And she returns when? On Friday. Yeah, she's she's going to all those. All six parks? Yes. 
It's a short visit. Crazy. She could visit Shanghai and Tokyo in the same day, though, just based on what we've heard. What, fly? Like, you're going to be flying in the morning, you're going to be here in the morning. Well, no, I think you can take a train from Tokyo to Shanghai. I think that's what Angela told me. I don't Angela know. Angela have to text me and tell me that's what I heard you say. Um, so it would be short visits, but she at least gets to visit all the par- parks, and she didn't do it on her own dime. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. Not at her, at her own expense. Let's go ahead and talk about some more rumors. Are you ready? I'm ready. Where are, no. you, where are you starting at? Okay, so this is just a rumor. All right, listeners, just to give you a heads up, I'm going to take you over to the pavilion over at Epcot. There's a rumor. We've talked about this with Brazil, right? Possibly okay. becoming a new pavilion over there in Epcot. And I really thought that was a done deal. Okay. There's, all, there's also a rumor of India. We also have, let me pull it back up because I think we're talking about Puerto Rico as well. There's rumor, oh, there's rumor of Spain and Puerto Rico. Now, in Brazil, it's going to be a $450 million budget of which some Brazilian company is going to sponsor and pay $250 million of it. So they'd be dumb not to do that one? They could also involve something like moving or redoing the Three Caballeros ride, which is also rumor, which would be amazing. I would love for them to overhaul and ref- not even refurb, just redo the entire ride. I, just- I think that'd be great. More of an adventure with the cultures rather than just going from, you know, city to city, learn- you know, watching. Watching a video? Watching video, yeah. For at its time, though, it was a good deal. India, there's a rumor that possibly a boat ride based on the live action version of the Jungle Book. And that boat ride, this is really neat here, listeners, would utilize the same technology and the same ride system as Pirates of the Caribbean over there in Shanghai. Yeah, not our Pirates, but that amazing, if you ever watch a YouTube, you need to watch a YouTube. So yeah, and also Spain and Puerto Rico, like I was saying, have also been rumored at some point to make their way to Epcot. Now, this is just rumor, okay? I really... This is awesome. These are some good times at Disney right now. No, I know. You know, so like every twenty years they expand, and like this is the it's growth. Going crazy right now. It really is. This is great. This is good stuff. This is why our prices are higher. All right, this is why our prices are higher. You pay for what you get, and we complain that pricing out the middle class. But you know, I hope this comes true. This it just would be means great. less taste for us. So they just want us to know that they've officially kicked off the Christmas season at Disney and had their very first Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party. And they expect large crowds as always. Mickey and his friends are all dressed up for the holiday. The parks are awesome. If you didn't get a chance to watch that video, either Google or YouTube, the um, how fast they turn over the parks in a night to get it ready for the holiday season from Nick's favorite fall decorations to the Nick's festive. other favorite. Yeah. To the festive decorations for decking the halls. And uh, they just want to encourage you to go ahead. And if you're going to be there and you know this for sure, go ahead and get those tickets for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas because they are expecting it to sell out every night. And speaking of deck the halls, Alien Swirling Saucer, you've probably seen it on YouTube, Facebook, whatever it may be. And you may have seen it too, Vicky. I've watched a few videos on this live and and watching later on but there's an overlay and we talked about this last july about a month after toy story land opened up we talked about the overlay that was going to take place and you can now swirl the two of cool songs deck the halls and up on a housetop so every i think third song is going to be one of two christmas songs that i just mentioned right here so go ahead and go out there and experience all the fun a whole bunch of different lights and sparkles and everything else it's going to look like make send us a live video it's going to make us well look at go ahead and and check it oh send us a live video yeah i'd love to see our listeners we'll go ahead and put that up on facebook that'd That'd be be awesome yeah go ahead and check us out it's the mousecapades podcast that's about all I oh, got. That's all, yeah, that's, all I, that's all I got. Okay. Vicky. Awesome. All right, listeners, why don't you go ahead and say it with us, Vicky? Why don't you take us back? Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. 
So if your imagination is ready, here we go. November 14, 2003, something amazing happened in the world of Disney, Nick. And you found out this summer how cool it is. Maybe not as much as AOA, but that is when the first phase of Walt Disney World's Pop Century Resort was opened. The classic years, 1950s to 1990s. And um, that was the day that it finally did. And it saw it, it was a it was placed adjacent to Wide World, the sports complex. Can you tell how excited I am about the Pop Century? And near Disney's MGM Studios, which we now know as... Hollywood Studios. So um, especially if you love Hollywood Studios, that's a good place to, to stay. We got there quicker than any other park. Well, it's a good place to stay, too, because it's kind of the main drag right there in the heart right. of, of Disney World in itself. So if you could stay there at the AOA or Pop Century, right. you're right there in the middle of everything. Which is where the new uh, liner system is that's going to take... The Skyway. Yeah. So... But anyways, I'm wondering, are they ever going to? And somebody asked me that when we were there. Hey, do you know, are we going to ever get any other decades? Because they stopped at the 90s and we're here getting pushing 2020. Are they going to do 2000? Are they going to do 2010? No, I say let it go for a while. Because let it go. It will, let it go. Oh, it will make it just, honestly, it's going to be cheesy, that much more magical if you don't necessarily keep up with the de- the decades but allow you to live the decades from years past i mean if you come up with 2000s i think that's just too new you think so yes not for those kids that i think were 90s born. Is, is where you want to stay probably for another i would even give another 20 years and then eventually create the 20s uh, 2000s because at that point we'll be pushing what 20 2040, so I'm going to there with the walkers, which you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we both will be. But it won't be just any walker at that t- at that point. It'll be a walker that flies. Or it could be a walker from the ninth, from the 2000s. <laughs> so this is a sad post, Nick, but um, this whole show is based on Disney and what Walt Disney did for us personally and for our country and for all anybody who knows Disney. But on November the 15th in 1966, it was a Thursday, Walt Disney passed away at St. Joseph's Hospital of acute circulatory collapse that was caused by his lung cancer. And it was 10 days before he turned 65 years old. They said that um, they had just started a fantasy on parade at the Anaheim Disneyland Park. Yeah. And it was very somber that night. And they interviewed some people. I only took a couple of them off there, but I just thought it was interesting. So Connie Swanson said it was like losing a family member. It was difficult. Most of us stayed at work because that's what Walt would have wanted us to do. The flag was lowered to half mast. It was very, very hard. And I stood at Town Square for the retreat that night until the flag was totally lowered. It was my way of saying goodbye to Walt. Walter Cronkite of the CBS News said he was happy that Disney was a happy accident, one of the happiest this century had experienced. And judging by the way it's behaving in spite of all Disney tried to tell it about laughter, love, children, puppies, and sunrises, the century hardly deserved him as a person. So I thought that was a fitting um, representation of Walt. And I didn't want to leave that out of the history just because it was sad. I wanted to remember what he's done. So we have the birth of Mickey and Walt's death all in the same month. In the same month. I thought of that exactly. So November 16th, 1952, WED Enterprises, which is Walter Elias Disney Enterprises, founded as a private company owned solely by Walt Disney to design and create Disneyland and to manage Disney's personal assets. Um, excuse me. Already hard at work on the theme park project are Walt's first three Imagineers, Harriet Burns, Fred Jorger, and Walthall Rogers. 
So I thought that was pretty cool. I had to talk about that because that was big for him when he became his own company. November 17th, 1977 was Disneyland's very first Very Merry Christmas Parade. So it actually was farther away than I thought it was. I mean, I guess it was closer to The me. tradition of the parade actually started much sooner than you thought. No. Back in the day. I'm thinking, I would have thought because he was into parades that he brought it on earlier because that park's been open oh. since the 50s. Okay. So that's where I was confused. I mean, I wasn't sad about it. I mean, I just was surprised. I would have thought it would have already been going on. So November 18th, Nick, you know what this day is? It's special to us all. Mickey's birthday. It is Mickey's 90th birthday. Um, he was. I know I don't sound too excited. I'm just... <laughs> Yay. The official uh, date that they recognize Mickey for is November 18th, 1928. And that was when he was released in his film, you know? Plain Crazy. Steamboat Willie. What? He appeared in Plain Crazy. I don't know. That was his first one. They said he was his birth is recognized as November 18th, 1928. Steamboat Willie. You chill, You look it up. Yeah, yeah argue I with am me. already on it. Because I'm like, okay, his first cartoon was actually playing crazy. I got crazy. that from the Disney History website. I, I just, I don't know. Huh. November 19th, 1984. This is for my daughter. Because Nick does not like this show, I don't think. But it is that was Disney World's Country Bear Jamboree Country Bear Christmas. It ran for its first time and it did so well that it became a seasonal event. Here's my question, Nick. When did it stop being a seasonal event? Because they don't have the Jamboree Country Bear Christmas anymore when I'm there. So I was looking up Mickey Mouse's first cartoon and yes, it's playing crazy. So I don't know why they're saying Steamboat Willie. Um, they recognize his birth with the release of Steamboat Willie. I do not know. Because I, you know why he wasn't called Mickey Mouse in that? He looked like Mickey Mouse. He was called Steamboat Willie. So that's probably why. You're talking, you're saying that is the first, you're saying the first film that it says Mickey Mouse. They're saying his actual birth was in Steamboat Willie, where he played Steamboat Willie. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, I didn't write it. I just looked it up. You know, the internet can never be wrong. <laughs> right. I'm going up to the Wikipedia, speaking of being wrong, <laughs> of Steamboat Willie in 1928. Right. Right. 90 years ago. So it says here, the cartoon is considered the debut of Mickey Mouse and his girlfriend, Minnie. Okay, you're correct. Although both characters appeared several months earlier in a testing screening of playing crazy, Steamboat Willie was the third of Mickey's films to be produced, then you need but to was write. the first to be distributed because Walt Disney, having seen the jazz singer, had committed uh, himself to producing one of the first fully synchronized sound cartoons. Okay. All right. I didn't so make anyway. this stuff up. Last that's, one for this that's week. weird. That just really blows my mind. I guess that's when people caught on to Mickey Mouse. I don't know. Because Steamboat Willie... I thought it was the second one, but apparently it's the third one. I'll have to look into that one. Yeah. But Playing Crazy was the first one. Right. Where Mickey Mouse appeared. Argue with the Disney history site. Yep. November 20th, 1972, Disney debuts the documentary film The Magic of Walt Disney World, and it was narrated by Steve Forrest. The Magic of Walt Disney World takes a look at the many attractions, the resort hotels, and other amusements at the Vacation Kingdom in its first year of operation, which would be a cool documentary to watch. I bet that they take part of that and pieced it together to do that Life of Walt that's in. Because mm -hmm. that is, you know, somebody's in there interviewing that we don't know. I know Julie Andrews is narrating it, but there was somebody else's voice in there as well. All right, Vixer, thank you so much for bringing us the history week in and week out. We all really do appreciate it. Thanks, Vixer. Listeners, if you're interested in being a guest on our show or have a question or comment, simply text us 407-674-0414 or you can email us 
and milescapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to contact two crazy individuals that love to talk about Disney 24-7, no matter what time of day it is, you can definitely contact us. Travel at milescapadespodcast.net for your next trip. Check us out on our social media accounts. Go ahead and get out your phone right now. And a handful of you actually subscribed to my Instagram account last week, so thank you so much. If you're looking to follow me on Mousecapades underscore Nick, most definitely go ahead and type in Mousecapades underscore Nick. You'll find me on Instagram. Go ahead and find our Facebook page. Don't forget to type in the, so the Mousecapades podcast, and our Twitter feed at Mousecapades Pod. Be sure to listen to Friday's show as we share with you Disney facts and maybe a rumor or two. And remember to check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for all things Disney. As always, Nick and I would like to thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. <laughs> yeah, my ears, too. The Mousecapade Podcast. Well, Vixter, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have, Have a, a magical, magical day, day, my friends. friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.